The Down Below podcast was our last best hope to analyse. A self-contained podcast, who knows how long, located between your ears. A place of discussion and fun for newcomers and veterans alike. A shining download online, all alone on the web. It was the dawn of the third age of podcasting, the year the introcast wars came upon us all. This is the story of a Babylon 5 introcast. The year is 2014. The show, Down Below. Well, hello again, everyone, and welcome to Down Below, a Babylon 5 intro cast. I'm Will. I'm Heidi. I'm Elizabeth. Well, unfortunately, Ian couldn't be with us today, but we are pleased to be joined once again by the Babylon Lurker. Say hello to Yan. Hey, Yan. Welcome back. Hey. Hello, everyone. Yeah, thanks hello. for filling in this week. I'll do my best. <laughs> we'll be fine. Yes. Today we are here to discuss episode 18 of season 2, Confessions and Lamentations. But first, here's an ISN special report. Now for your ISN gossip segment. Times have been tough this week, with the Markab population being virtually wiped out, but that can't stop the rumors from flying. Captain John Sheridan was invited to Ambassador Dillon's quarters this week for dinner. They were later seen together having an emotion-filled farewell before the ambassador entered quarantine with the Markab. When Ambassador Dillon survived the contagious illness unscathed, one report showed Sheridan and Dillon in a very tight embrace. Take that as you will, viewers. This has been your ISN Gossip Segment. Are you troubled by the strange ending to Sherlock? Do you experience feeling of dread while waiting for Doctor Who to return? Have you or your family actually seen Orphan Black, Person of Interest, or Sleepy Hollow? If the answer is yes, then don't wait another minute. Log in to the home of all things geek, the Earth Station One Network. Our podcasts are on call 24 hours a day to serve all your geek needs. The ESO Network will be right there. We're ready to geek out with you. Be part of the crew at ESONetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek, classic, current, and beyond. Be part of the crew at ESONetwork.com. Confessions and Lamentations originally aired on May 24th, 1995. It was directed by Kevin G. Kremen, who last directed mm-hmm. Spider in the Web. And it was written by JMS. Can you tell it was written by JMS just by seeing the episode? <laughs> and from now on, everything except one episode is written by JMS. Wow. Right. And that's in the we final season. We expect many, many speeches. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so let's get started with the recap. So the episode begins in C&C, a Markab transport is 10 hours overdue, and Ivanova's going to send Zeta Squadron out as soon as Kepper gets back. Apparently, Kepper's been using his free time to try to find that 
thing he saw in hyperspace, which you know is a shadow. Oh, Capper, being such a troublemaker. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. And Sheridan hears about this. He puts a stop to it because he you know, knows about the shadows and doesn't want anybody messing with him, I guess. I didn't hear that Kepper was doing that. Yeah. So next, Dr. Franklin is examining a dead Marcad with his friend, Dr. Lazarin. Dr. Lazarin is played by Jim Norton. He was the ombudsman in Grail and the Quality of Mercy, the oh, judge I knew the voice. <laughs> Oh. Yeah. Dr. Lazarin doesn't like that Dr. Franklin didn't just accept this diagnosis, but he has to, Stephen has to do it because of station policy. Franklin's suspicious because this is the fourth dead mark in three days due to natural causes and just wants some more information. So he's going to do some more tests, and Franklin leaves, and... Dr. Lazarin blows out his candles. Only That's seven right. of them, I think. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not, not like the, la- the last two. <laughs> not like seven. Uh, it's like your car, yeah. Yeah. So then we get the opening credits. After the credits, Ivanova's giving orders to Zeta Squadron. She dismisses them and tells Kefir he can't go into hyperspace anymore. She kind of, he kind of pushes back, but then she puts her foot down. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. And in Delenn's quarters, <laughs> she's <laughs> treating Sheridan to a meal because of that one episode where he treated her to human food. And when, he didn't prepare himself. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah. Lanier spent the past two days without sleeping preparing this meal because rituals have to be observed for an honored guest. So they begin the meal following the rituals for eating, which I know seems like a lot of hassle. I know they're just showing different <laughs> See, customs and... They are rather extensive. And it's, but it seems like the actors may have been having fun, though. <laughs> doing the I scene. think so. Yeah. I like the expressions on his face but I was like, dude, just wait a second. <laughs> And they end up eating, meditating. The meditation was the worst after every bite. Oh, my God. (laughs) Very special kind of human meditation. (laughs) So it's funny because here my question was, is this another Mimbari mating ceremony? Oh, my God. And then it went where it went. And I was like, oh, my gosh. (laughs) I'm not imagining things this time. She's so devious. Did she do this with Sinclair or not? (laughs) And also, it's Passover because they left a chair open for whoever they left it open for. I think that was intentional, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, so we see Zeta Fury out in space. They find the Markab ship, the Carti, I think. They scan, they find 200 life forms, but no life signs. Not good. Nope. I kind of like how they can just talk to their computers, just, you know, colloquially. Yeah. Like, are you sure? I think it was kind of neat. Yeah, I went to some lectures about natural language detection, and that was a big problem, just being able to have it understand you when you speak to it that way. Mm-hmm. I guess in the future they figured all that out. Mm. Sorry, I'm sorry. I'm stuck in the room with me. 
in med lab, Dr. Franklin's doing tests on one of them dead Markab. He sees something that alarms him and calls another med lab and asks for the bodies of the other three dead Markabs. Out in space, Keffer's bringing the Markab ship back in, requests a full medical team. And we're back in the in Delin's quarters. Sheridan's asleep. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. He's meditating. Yeah. Um, she wakes him up and he starts mumbling something about the nine and the one. And he. That's <laughs> 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 just funny. Like <laughs> <laughs> and with Delin, well, when they wake him up, he denies being asleep and. Ivanova calls him about the Markab problem, and Sheridan thanks him for the invitation. Lynn says, we want to do it again, and Lanier seems really excited about the possibility of doing all that again. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, sure, yeah. I want to know what they were saying. Yeah. <laughs> Jayla yeah. says it's better to leave that to the imagination. I like that they showed that they were speaking in their own language yeah. so, by themselves. Yeah. No universal translator to... Nope. Sheridan arrives in the docking bay. Lazarus says that they don't want anybody else to go inside the ship, only Markabs. Franklin charges in and accuses Lazarim. Did I call him Lazarus? Lazarim? I knew I was going to... Is that that intentional? No. (laughs) I heard it as Lazarine. I just, um started abbreviating this Dr. Laz, and I figured at some point I was going to say Lazarus by mistake. <laughs> well, it's spelled, at least on the subtitles, Lazarin, like L-E-N-N at the end, same yeah. as Delenn. I was like, oh my goodness. Oh. <laughs> so Franklin accuses him of hiding the truth. He's found out that they were all killed by a plague or an infectious disease that the Markab brought on, and Lazarin informs him that it's 100% terminal and 100% contagious. What is Ouch. 100% contagious? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> it means everybody gets it, I guess. Apparently. But that just seemed like a weird, yeah, weird way to phrase that. Yeah. Next we see the bodies of a lot of dead Markabs. In the corridor, Lass is talking to Franklin. He says that he kept it a secret because it's not something his people talk about. This disease appeared once before, centuries ago, and it appeared amongst a, an immoral population. And they thought it was a punishment for their immorality. Where have we heard this? Yeah, like, this sounds familiar somehow. They named it after the island that was devastated by it, Drafa. And Drafa was isolated by weather, so the disease wiped out the entire population. So they assumed that this whole disease was wiped out as well. And over time, it became a legend, something they used to scare kids, like, be good or you'll get Drafa. And the first new case appeared about a year ago, and they kept it secret because they didn't want to be considered immoral. But lately, it's been spreading away from their home world. And he was ordered to remain silent, so that's why he didn't say anything. So, But he doesn't know if it can spread outside their species or not. Just noticed the silence between all the people listening to this. Yeah. Did they bring the mark? They brought the markup on board, the dead ones on board Babylon Five, right? Yes. Yeah, I just thought it was interesting that Franklin's standing there yelling at him, like nothing is dead. 
you know this, and then of course they bring like 200 dead, <laughs> clearly dead from some kind of disease onto the ship. Yeah. 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 And you don't know how it spreads, so exactly it doesn't seem like a good idea. No. Yeah, and it's clearly a reference to the AIDS epidemic back in. Definitely. Uh, next, we see a Marcab girl looking for something, and she comes across her dad, and when she touches him, he falls over. Aww. And she runs into Delin, and Delin comforts her. Actually, if you if you look carefully, you could see Delin standing there, just the front of Delin, uh, uh, watching the whole thing going on. Okay, I didn't notice that. I didn't notice I think in this episode, JMS said he broke his rule about not having children <laughs> on the show. But she was cute. Like that. Yeah. That was a, that's a rule, really? Okay. Yeah, it was another one, too. I can't remember. It's like, no children, no something else. The Marcab girl is... Pl- something. Sorry? No children, no puppies, or something like oh, that. Oh, yeah. No cute, no cute. <laughs> I want a puppy. The Marcab girl is played by Blue Jean Ashley Seacrest. She was in You're Invited to Mary Kate and Ashley's Birthday Party. <laughs> Which I saw a few minutes of last night, unfortunately. <laughs> sure, it was just a few minutes. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Dr. Franklin is speaking to his commands, to the command staff and his medical officers about the disease, the incubation period can last from several days to several weeks, but after it shows up, patients live for about a day, so that's a problem that they, you know, nobody lives long enough for them to really study it for very long. Um, they have to assume that the entire Marcab population has been exposed. They don't know if it's just limited to the Marcab or not, and with all the recycled air on the station, if it's airborne, then everybody could be at risk. So Franklin wants to test every Marcab to find out how it works. and That's going to be popular. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just round everybody up. So it takes over the nervous system and stops it from working properly. And Sheridan wants station put under quarantine, nobody leaving or coming. And one of the officers wants to, see, uh, wants to separate the Marcab from everyone else, but Franklin says that it'll just get the disease to spread among them even faster. You know, Garibaldi's worried that, I mean, he thinks that if they're all in one place, he can watch over them better. So, But Sheridan doesn't want to do that. He just wants answers. Next, we see a little chaos because no one can leave the station. Oh, my God, the a extras bit of are chaos. terrible. <laughs> I hate extras. <laughs> Just wave your paper in the air. <laughs> you know, like you would. <laughs> we see some scenes aboard the station, like the Marcab being tested, and we see security finding another dead Marcab. The Marcab being tested with no labels. Yeah. There's no labels on the vials. Makes no sense. <laughs> Next, the Marcab ambassador doesn't like how his people are being treated, and doesn't like that they're being implied as immoral. Uh, by the way, wasn't that Kim Strauss? Yes, it was Kim Strauss playing yeah. the Marcab ambassador. I thought I recognized the voice. He doesn't take that very well. <laughs> and Bill Blair also made an appearance as an alien. I bet he was a Marcab. Just guessing. 
So the ambassador thinks that maybe the immorality on Babylon 5 has contaminated them, so they're going to get together in an isolation zone and pray and repent. Yeah, it's going to end well, isn't it? Yeah, Sheridan tries to warn them against it, but they're going to do it anyway, and this is when Franklin calls them to Brown 17. He's found out that this disease is airborne, and because it's found a dead Pacmara. So, are we saying that the Pacmara could not have been in contact with the Marcap? Um, I just read. Not sure what you're asking. I'm just saying, like, how do they conclude it's airborne just because the Pacmara has it? Oh. I don't. I don't think that there's any, any anything but a correlation between those two. So who associates with the Pacmara? Bunch. <laughs> Uh-huh. He ingested the Markab. <laughs> <laughs> that Markab, yeah, okay. So the Markab, we see them going into the quarantine zone. The little girl goes in, I guess. My, my notes say that she dies in, but not yet. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> not yet. Maybe I was forwarding ahead. Too soon. <laughs> Franklin wants an autopsy, but his medical staff is reluctant to go in, and yeah. Dr. Laz agrees to go in and seal himself in. I hated his medical staff in this episode. Yeah, they were not really professional. No. They were useless. Yeah. I presume they have hazmat suits there, so... You would presume, wouldn't you? Yeah. I feel like we've seen him at some point, but I just can't remember when. Susan is talking to Sheridan about violence against the Marcavs. Most of them are in the quarantine zone, but the rest are hiding out. So Sheridan wants Garibaldi to put people on patrol to watch out for the... Re-stop that, stop it. To uh, protect the people who are hiding. Delyn comes, and she wants to be allowed to go into the quarantine zone to minister to them. So he, Sheridan reluctantly agrees to let her and Lanier go, and oh, she touches yeah, he, his hand. and He really face. doesn't like her going. Yeah. He gets a little choked up when she's leaving. Call me John. Uh, yeah. I don't know. kind of weird for me. <laughs> so next we see some idiots beating up a Marcab until Garibaldi comes and breaks it up. And Garibaldi helps the guy up. Do we see a little hesitation from Garibaldi? Just a tad. Yeah. Yeah, I couldn't I tell if it was hesitation or if they were just trying to make us think that he might not do it. You know what I mean? Like, just a pause yeah. and actually shooting him. I don't know. I just thought this, the whole beating up the guy was just going a little bit overboard. Yeah. Like, I don't let's know. Face it, let's face it, if they're beating up someone... They're definitely in contact. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. Like, isn't you know, are you putting yourself more at risk than this? Yeah, yeah. exactly. People get stupid and panic, though. They do. Yeah. So we see Deli- uh, Delaney. Uh, <laughs> Delaney. <laughs> Delaney and Lanier, or Delanier, <laughs> go to the isolation zone. And we see Dr. Franklin taking stems to stay awake, and Dr. Last doesn't approve of this. This uh, brought up a theory for me. Ah. We'll get there. (laughs) 
They haven't made any progress on, and they uh, Franklin doesn't understand why humans never learn from all the diseases they face, such as the Black Death, AIDS, and Chalmers Syndrome. Talks about the Black Death and how many blamed it on immorality and how they killed the cats and they ended up helping the disease to spread even faster. Yep. I like how when they bring these things up, they did it before with like the wars and and terrorist attacks or whatever. Um, They use like two real events that we know about and then they like add a third that is something that has happened since After, our time. Since our time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, stop messaging me. I'm trying to record. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, so Dr. Lazarin collapses because he has the plague. He tells Franklin to run his quest as quickly as possible now that they have someone in the early stages. Because the early stages don't last long. Yeah. No. So, Delenn and Lanier are comforting people. As well as they can. Yeah. I called her dead girl. She's not dead. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you're so insensitive. (laughs) I know. I'm sorry. Delenn sees the girl who's lost her mother. Delenn tells Lanier to find her. And... He wants to know how she tells him. I love that. I love that he asks how. (laughs) Yeah, it's like, they all kind of look alike to me. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We understand his question, don't we? Yeah. Her name is Mama. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe asking the little girl's name would have been a better way to go about, you know, finding Mama. In med lab, there's a lot of doctory talk going on, and... Dr. Laz explains his system symptoms and talks about how he and Steven first met when Dr. Franklin was hitchhiking on starships. Oh, how do you hitchhike? I mean, <laughs> I have your thumb out, but where are you? <laughs> <laughs> Probably have to be on like a station or get in a spacesuit and just hold your thumb out. <laughs> oh, do you want to help somebody go find Daisy? <laughs> They find out that the plague has jumped species, and he wants the Pakmara taken apart, which his staff is reluctant to do that, and he chews them out a little bit. As only Franklin can. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, she's talking to the girl. It's the third time I've killed her before she's really dead. Stiletta is just talking to the corpse. <laughs> I know. This was she's late last it. night, you guys. Okay. <laughs> What were you doing? <laughs> Ready these notes. I was watching Mary Kate Ashley probably. <laughs> um, she tells the girl a story about when she was separated from her parents, um, and then the little girl's mother shows up with Lanier just before. Uh, perfect, and, uh, ti- uh, perfect timing, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Right at the end of the story, and then the little girl gets sick. The Marquette yeah, mother is. Pl- I'm sorry. Again, with the perfect timing. Um, the Marquette mother is played by Diana Dare. She was in The War Prayer. She was the fish lady who got kidnapped by the home guard. <gasps> fish lady! Yeah. Wow. <laughs> She's going to be playing another mother before the end of the season. Interesting. In Med Lab, Dr. Franklin's doing more tests. Dr. Franklin, uh, Dr. Last tells him something about yellow cells uh, before he can't stay any longer. He... Has this away. 
and tells a long story before he says more about before he can say anything about <laughs> the cells. Yeah, like why don't you finish that thought first? So the computer comes back with a match the yellow cells and the green cells from the Pachmara, I think. It was really sad the way that he died though, because wasn't he saying like tell tell yeah, tell my wife, I think. Yeah. But I don't think he got out who or like it was just this like he had this last thought, but he couldn't get it out before he went. It was kind of sad. Yeah, it is. It's a sad story in any in any case. Mm-hmm. So next, Doctor Franklin is explaining something very doctory to Sheridan, mm-hmm. and Sheridan understood it, which I thought was nice. A lot of times when the doctor's explaining something, his you know the commanding officer doesn't like explain it to me in you know layman's terms. But then Sheridan explained it to us, which was helpful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. At least he got the sense of it. Mm-hmm. So the risk is confined to certain species, and humans are immune. For now. Yeah, unless it mutates. Yeah. Yeah. So Franklin's figured out a method that could um, cure the disease, or at least stop it from attacking. And he's prepared 500 doses, but they have to hurry. Very much hurry. I knew as soon as they showed of them walking, I was like, uh-oh, no, yeah. they're too late. Yeah, most of the time you expect them to get there just in the nick of time. First of all, Franklin must be the best doctor ever in the history of ever. <laughs> he came up with this cure, like, really quickly. Yeah. And had time not, to make 500 doses. Yeah. But not quick enough. But not quick enough. If he had only had an extra hour. Yeah. So Franklin, Sheridan, and Ivanova get to the quarantine zone, and they are too late. Yes. Dylan and Lanier are the only ones left alive, and they're both emotional. They're devastated. Shut that down. Completely yeah. understandable. Um, Dylan calls him John, like she, like he told her to do the next time they saw each other, and she cries on his shoulder. Uh, oh, who wouldn't that's... in that situation? And oh, the soap opera continues. <laughs> I know. I'm having a hard time, like, trying to figure out what they're trying to do with this. Like, are they trying to make it romantic? Because honestly, it's not to me. But it just seems like, I don't know. She needs a new husband, Elizabeth. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a thing she has to do. If I only stroke his face, he'll come around. Does <laughs> she... Was her crying? Is that because she's more human? Or, or Lanier was crying too, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, he had a tear. Uh, they were, mm-hmm. they were definitely both devastated. That's uh, no doubt about it. And who wouldn't be? Yeah. I just think that if they'd only come to Franklin sooner, he probably could have saved them all. Yes, Franklin, the hero of the Marcavs. So afterwards, Delenn congratulates John on preventing the disease from spreading further but he says Franklin should get all the credit well he should yeah yeah Delenn says if they um honor their memory then the other races will grow and we don't have this kind of problems anymore after that there's an ISN news report turns out that ships were sent to the Markab homeworld and the entire population has been wiped out wow that's crazy that is crazy yeah over two billion dead and another two or three million on other colonies. And there may have been some who survived on isolated colonies, but for the most part, 
The Marcap civilization has been destroyed. So we see Franklin sitting at a bar and listening to some some jerk tell a joke about Marcavs and Yeah, there are a lot of jerks on Babylon Five. Yeah. Yeah. And he says nothing really changes and gets up and leaves. That's the end of the episode. So yeah, the Marcav have been kinda of seeded throughout this um season. First it was just a few mentions like when they're talking about station business and then we get to see them and a couple episodes and then bang they're gone yeah, they're gone <laughs> yeah. so uh i would think that i would think that if you were going to kill off an entire species like their makeup seemed kind of complex but not not too bad i would think that you would create this like really intricate uh makeup design so that when you kill them off you didn't have to do it anymore Mm-hmm. Yeah, JMS said there was a joke that they were going to have a mass funeral for the pros- for the Marcap prosthetics <laughs> after they finished. <laughs> yeah, so they introduced them throughout the season. So because um, they could just do a race that you had never heard of before because it wouldn't have the same impact. It would be someone we knew at least a little bit. It has, it has to be, yes. Yeah. Yeah, well... <laughs> This I is, still was having trouble recognizing the mark app, so this uh, is one of those. Sorry, oh, sorry. Uh, this is one of those cases where we really see the difference between something like Star Trek and Babylon Five. It's, in the Star Trek episode, they would have made it. Mm-hmm. They would have saved them. Yep. So in the council scenes for the rest of the season, the mark app seat will be empty. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what did you say? They spent a lot of money making them the biggest single alien group they've got. Some group shots had 40 or 50 Marcaps, and now they're never to be seen again. They're gone. Lost That's forever. bad. Very. Yeah, that was a crazy disease. There's some theories about this disease that I don't think are ever really confirmed. Later on, Yan, you may remember... Yes, I hear some theories, but uh, aren't we uh, slightly going into spoiler territory? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just pass on. That you play those theories among the fans about. Yeah. Okay. And then JMS has not confirmed it. As far as I know, he hasn't said anything. No. Has he said anything about why he wanted to do this episode, or what was his reasoning? Um, it seems like he wanted to. He knew from early on the, in the season that he wanted to to kill off the whole population. Yeah, it was planned early in the season. Um, because he's an evil showrunner. That <laughs> was um, pretty important to him. He wanted to build build up the mark cap during the season. Well, yeah. Let's say he did a George R. R. Martin before George R. R. Martin did it. <laughs> <laughs> Not the red wedding, it was the... Yeah. Except he didn't really make us care about the Marcab first. Like, they were there. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. Really... I'm exaggerating. He but... tried. He tried. <laughs> uh, so, let us do quotes of the week. Oh, shoot. <laughs> there were some that were just kind of long. 
Yes. The only one I did pick was from Delin. If I don't see you again here, I'll see you in a little while in a place where no shadows fall. Yes. Mm. Um, I have one joke. Yeah. Yeah. I have one from Lazarin. That does seem to be the rule, doesn't it? Analyze the problem, choose whichever strategy makes least sense, and then do it. That's yeah. exactly one on my list. But, uh, <laughs> I, have other, I have others. Uh, Go ahead. Shall I? Yeah. Uh, when Sharon asked why, they, why Delenn wants to go in there in pain, frightened, dying, Minbari tradition says that they should be ministered to to comfort it. And Sharon says, they're not your people, Delenn. I did not know that similarity was required for the exercise of compassion. They're afraid. We wish to do the little we can. Yeah, I'm glad she called him out on that. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Me too. Hello. Commander of this, uh, this space station, um, maybe you should understand this. <laughs> so, did we all do one? Um, Will did one. Okay. I, I don't really have one. I'm yeah, sorry. I, I kind of struggled to find my one. Yeah. yeah. I have one from Dr. Lazarin. Sometimes the test is not to find the answer, but to see how you react when you realize there is no answer. Yeah. Uh, it reminds me something of Kobayashi Maru in Star Trek. Yeah. Well, I guess I can I can quote Dr. Lazarin when he says, will you give my love to... <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was thinking last night that I could... Um, I was having trouble trying to figure out a rating system because the episode was just kind of very serious. I was trying to think of something funny to say, but then I was thinking, okay, what if for quotes I quote a dead Mark Hamill? <laughs> Sorry, that's not funny. <laughs> not really. No. Of course, we had a little bit of uh, lightness in, in the beginning, too. Oh, the Ivanova quote. And I didn't the, write it down. Uh, and the Sheridan uh, meditation stuff. Yeah. Oh, I forgot about that one. Otherwise, I otherwise, I think this would have been such such a dark thing to see. It's dark enough. Yeah, mm-hmm. very dark. So you have, you have now seen Babylon 5 go dark. <laughs> killed yeah. a little child and they killed an entire race. Yes. Uh, so let's do our characters of the week next. Who is our human of the week? I want to go with Franklin on this one or... <laughs> Well, yeah, I think, I mean, honestly, yeah. He, I will, I will accept Franklin, uh, quite, quite a bit. He did yeah. quite something. This may be a first time for Franklin. Yeah. Really? And in agreement? <laughs> <laughs> well, he didn't, uh, drive me crazy this episode, so there's that. <laughs> this time it was Dylan touching someone, but he wasn't asleep, though. <laughs> <laughs> To her about well, not at that point. Yeah, no. <laughs> uh, maybe when he was sleeping, she <laughs> went over <laughs> and touched his hair. Oh, yeah. So who's our alien of the week? Lazarus? Either him or Delenn. Yeah, that's I could go with either one. I could go it, with either. It, it's almost a tie, isn't it? I think we can give it to Lazarin because he has no chance to... He has no chance to get again. Yeah, let's yeah. do that. <laughs> Did you say? Never mind. <laughs> Never mind. Are you going to make dead Mark have jokes again? It sounded like, I thought he said he has no chance to kill again, which, <laughs> in a sense, he kind of did by keeping the secret. Yes, a little he bit. did. 
Oh, mouse isn't working. Okay, Dr. Franklin and Dr. Lazar and... Two doctors. What in the world? Okay, let's rate the episode while I try to figure out this spreadsheet. Um, you want to start us out, Ian? Yes, I quite like this episode uh, for the, st- the strong drama in it. So uh, uh, I'm going on with 8.5. Uh, this is going to get ugly real fast. Uh, what did you think, Heidi? I liked it. I was very interested in the story, and it definitely kept my attention, unlike the last one. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, But I did feel like there was a lot of emotion that I should have been feeling that I wasn't, because as we sort of talked about TV now, uh, really get you invested in characters and being a Joss Whedon fan and like he would have totally made me fall in love with one of these characters before he killed them off. So I have to talk it a little bit for that and I don't know that it's I guess it's before it's time really but um, but yeah I do have to take a little bit off for that. So um, I'm going to give it 8 out of 10 Mimbari mating rituals. <laughs> How many do they have? I know. Well, we've seen two at least. So we've seen that marriage ceremony. <laughs> I think the first time I watched the episode, I did kind of doze off during Delenn's story. <laughs> this is because it was late at night and I was tired, but not because of the story. So what do you think, Elizabeth? I don't know. I thought it was pretty good. I didn't really... I, I liked it better the second time I watched it, um, but I didn't. I think I agree with Heidi that I think it would be done better now, or I don't know. Um, I guess I wasn't that invested in the recap. I wasn't sure what was happening at first, and then it wasn't really. You didn't quite get the full scope of everything until later. So, I mean, I enjoyed the the Len linear Sheridan scene um, although it's kind of annoyed at Sheridan and um, I don't know it was, I, I don't know it's hard to read this one because I think it's pretty good so but I have to say that it wasn't my favorite so um, I'm going to give it 7.5 dead girls <laughs> <laughs> well they can't all be your favorite can they well, when I say it's not my favorite, I mean I just I didn't really I liked it, but I didn't I didn't love it. Fair enough. Yeah, I agree. I liked it, but I didn't love it. But it I liked the the ending, the kind of surprise ending, was just not what you would expect from a show back then. I liked all the Lanier, Delin stuff going on in Sheridan. It was. Yeah, I agree with Elizabeth. It's kind of hard to rate it. There were parts that were really good, and there were stuff that I think could have been better. It was definitely a better surprise ending. It was barely a better episode than Believers, even though it was a little similar to it in the ending. It, the ending was similar, but uh, the the impact is it was much, much bigger. Right. Okay. I've seen them throughout the year. So I'll give it 8 out of 10 missing Marcab ships. 
Fair enough. So, so far, that's an 8.125. That's pretty Ian's, good. Ian's score will be added in. So let's hop on a Marcab ship since they're not using them anymore and head oh. to Feedback Land. Hi, it's Ian here. Probably time I give my thoughts on this episode before feedback. And yeah, I really do like this episode. It's a lovely little one. You've got a great premise in this disease. A great analogy for other things. You've got a really nice one-off character with Dr. Lazen and... I like the little free song that's going on between Len and Sheridan. There's something there. The climax of that in this episode is when they embrace each other at the end. There's a lovely moment there. And it comes after seeing all the Markab dead and realising, yes, things have consequences in this universe. We might be in proper territory for a lot of other things. But when it comes to life and death, this is serious stuff. I'd say I've got to rate it 8 out of 10 childhood stories. Really? I can't really say much more than I love this episode. I think it's got great little moments all throughout it. Really, you guys have covered an awful lot of stuff in this episode. And if I was there, I'd love to have gone into some of the things in detail. But as it is... I can't add much more to what you said about this. So our first piece of feedback. Last week we got a late email on Knives from Anka. I'll read that one. She says, Hi down below team. I remember Heidi and Elizabeth had hoped for an episode that would bring the story further rather than a standalone episode after the last one. Well, the great maker JMS is not a genie like Morton. <laughs> Knives is such a standalone episode that I don't even know what to say about it. Yes, it has Lando and Veer singing Centauri Opera, but I think this was already the best part of it. And we learn what we already know. Centauri Prime has a new power behind the scenes, but apparently Lando is hearing about it for the first time. We meet Urza, an old friend of Marsupilami, uh, Lando, Marsupilami Lando Malarmi. Did I say Marsupilami? I am sorry, no. I meant Pasileati, of course. <laughs> I guess the little comic-slash-TV figure was only known in some European countries, but it sounds so similar. I'll post a pic on the Facebook page. I'm going to click on this link she's included. Let's see. Oh. <laughs> yeah, let's see. Oh, cute. I wonder what that word means that he's saying. Okay, she goes on to say... Did I care for Ursa? Not at all. So when we find out about his trick to leave, to have Londo fight him to save his family, I thought, interesting, and moved on. Well, Londo realizes one more time that he has made some awful mistakes in his past and his conscience, Veer frantically nodding, he brushes him off again. Well, revelations don't come easy, and he just lost a good friend, but really, you didn't have a choice, and now you feel, and now you need to follow the path. Why is Veer not drowning in a glass of Bravari every night? I don't get it. <laughs> Did I care for Sheridan being the host to an ancient life form? Not too much either. Although they mentioned Babylon 4, it didn't really 
didn't really have a lot of interesting information, except for Sector 14 being under quarantine. But we see that Babylon 5 has a baseball field. Who knows how many sports facilities else are they? Who knows how many sports facilities they have on this little city in space? And I an don't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and an old sweater is apparently still the best sports outfit for people to wear for three hours of baseball. Wow, a whole industry died out and they don't sell any high-tech sports gear in 2059 anymore. <laughs> I guess it was mentioned already. There is one continuity mistake, a very forgiving one. Apparently this episode was supposed to air before the last one when the fate of the Icarus was still not clear. Now we know that the Icarus didn't explode in space, so Sheridan would not dream about it that way. It was supposed to air earlier to bring up the story with the Icarus, so the next episode we could say, Ah, yes, we just heard of it. Now it is rather strange. Best quote, uh, the Lundo beer, one about Earthers, about having a negative personality. Human of the week, Garibaldi. The humans were rather boring, but Garibaldi went out and saved the wandering captive. Elliot of the week, Lundo and beer singing opera. I give it four and a half out of ten marsupilamis. Oops, I did it again. Interesting fact. It is apparently the last episode that was written by someone other than the Great Maker, so it's my lowest rating, but I think also my last lowest rating for a very long time. Cheers, Anka. Thank you, Anka. Apparently we have one more that's not written by GMS. Coming up. Okay, there's an email from Victor about this episode. Um, this episode was a one-off about a plague sleeping through the Marcat population. It had strong parallels to our AIDS epidemic, which was originally called GRID, or Gay-Related Immune Deficiency, just as the Markham named their disease after the island where the outbreak started. The B story was a rather tedious exercise in which Delenn explained memory customs to Sheridan. I suppose this episode could appeal to those who want to see relationships, or those who appreciate allegorical references, but it seemed a bit too heavy-handed to as the entire Marcab civilization was wiped out due in no small part to their shame and ignorance about the disease. This may be a polarizing episode, and I'm sure some may like it, but I prefer lots of fiction. So I rate this one at only 6.5 pointless eating rituals. <laughs> Regards, Victor. Thanks, Victor. Yeah, thank you, Victor. <laughs> Our last email is from Lori. She says... Overall, I have mixed feelings about this episode, and Carl did not particularly like it except for the dinner scene <laughs> until the end. He was fairly shocked that the cure was too late and everyone died. I remember being shocked at that scene from when it first aired. It really did seem a departure from what is usually portrayed on TV. Our commentary thoughts. Carl f felt a bit bad for Kepper being told not to pursue his investigations on his old time without being told why. I know you all do not like Kefir, but it was a nice bit of continuity from his encounter with the spider ships. Um, I'd like to point out that it's not all of us that don't like Kefir. I don't really care about him one way or the other. <laughs> this episode was another Franklin dominant one, and I did like him in it, and his character was very consistent. I'll be interested in hearing your thoughts on him. I also enjoyed the continuity reference to Franklin's hitching on starships. During the dinner, Carl decided he could never be a Minbari with that amount of ritualized cooking and eating. It would not be possible for teenage boys. <laughs> or most people. Yeah. A lot, goes for a lot of people, yeah. 
He said he would have snuck some food during the meditation. Oh, poor Lanier. <laughs> he also wondered about the extra chair before Delenn indicated it was for Valen. What did you all think about that? One of the questions was why they did not have biscuits for going into a bio suit. <laughs> <laughs> is a little small it's, I'm hungry apparently wonder why they did not have bio suits for going into the chamber in med lab that is what the CDC would do now yeah agreed well let's get that bio suit <laughs> <laughs> looking forward to your thoughts on the conversation between Dylan and Sheridan Kyle thought it was not at all that well written or acted and seemed a bit over the top you know what I have to agree yeah. I, do. I I agree. Seemed and the music, oh my god, the music was so heavy-handed. <laughs> Delenn seemed too righteous and Sheridan a bit too strident. However, I think it was consistent with the Minbari need to serve, which has been well established in previous episodes, and Delenn is consistently showing more emotion since her change. Mm-hmm. What sort of effect do you think this will have on her? What effect on her and Sheridan's friendship? I don't know. It seems like they're pushing it to be a little bit more than friendship, but we'll see. We shall see. On a side note, I thought the music was a bit overdone in several parts. Did anyone else? Yes, agreed. I didn't even notice it. Last question to the ambassadors. Did the virus naturally reoccur? Was it the result of a bioweapon? What? That's a good question, isn't it? That is a good question. Wow. I didn't even think about that. Sorry about my dog. Um, I'm going to have to go with naturally because I I don't know if the Mark have enemies or maybe a very specific bioweapon intended just for them, I guess. I don't know. Quotes, Ivanova to Kefir. The something in here is me giving you a direct order. And the whole exchange was great. Yeah, I meant to do that as a quote, but I forgot to go back and get it. It was a little long. That was, was a good one. Delenn, see you in a little while where no shadows fall. Sheridan, call me John. <laughs> <laughs> so, Radius, Carl gives it negative one bloody murders. Human is the bartender. <laughs> Alien. The bartender, that was. Yeah. That was at the end. Oh, my God. How hilarious. Alien is Lanier, particularly for all his expressions during the dinner. He did have good ones. He had a lot of good expressions. Lorig is at six and a half out of ten ritualized dinner. Human is Franklin. Alien is Delin. Well, I'm glad I'm not the only one that's reading it more on the middling range. So, yeah, thank you, Lori and Carl. Thanks, Lori and Carl. Enjoy it as always. If you want to send us feedback, send it to mail at downbelowpodcast.com or leave a comment on the website or you can leave a comment on Facebook. So now it's time for predictions. The name of the next episode is Divided Loyalties. Okay, I feel like this has got to be about the war and and Sheridan has to 
pick a side. Earth has to pick a side. What do you think, Elizabeth? That sounds right. It sounds so right that it's probably wrong. <laughs> probably. <laughs> but, no, but it does sound right because, I mean, I don't know exactly what loyalties Earth has to either um, the Centauri or the Narn, but, yeah, I definitely think it sounds like it's going to be back onto the, the track of the war. Mm-hmm. And we're getting and, really close to the end of the season. Exactly, and that helps the, the prediction process. Um, yeah, maybe... Maybe it's more personal, like you said, like Sheridan, not just Earth, but like mm-hmm. people on the station. You know, because that, that to me is more like a loyalty type thing than Earth, because I don't see Earth as having any particular loyalties one way or the other. Um, so yeah, maybe they force, they force Sheridan's hand or, or somebody's hand to make, to pick a, a side. Mm-hmm. Maybe to lens as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. What was your theory that you had? I think Franklin's getting hooked on stims. Because oh. we've seen this uh, a couple uh, episodes uh, ago when Ivanova made him go and sleep. Oh, yeah, you're right. So, yeah, it just it came up again. So I really think that he's, like, getting hooked. And who knows how that could go because he annoys me half the time anyway. So. <laughs> See to become an addict probably isn't going to help. I well, really hope we don't have that episode. Well, the let's say the, the how he reacted when when under stress is kind of that kind of a reaction, isn't it? Oh, yeah. When when he lost his temper. Mm. Oh. Yeah. Yes, when he started destroying the medical supplies. You're on a space yeah. station, dude. <laughs> They're not just coming to you. Yeah, and there's quarantine. That's interesting theory. All right. Well, do you think any Markabs will pop up in the future? You know how they mentioned that there were, might be some on Iceland. Yeah, there's like a few out there. I don't know. Could be interesting if they do, but again, I don't feel like we got invested enough in the yeah. race that bringing one back would really impact us much. So I'm not sure it would happen. Yeah. And of course. Well, I, it's interesting that they brought it up, though. Yeah. Sorry, Ian? No, I just think... Uh, and, and we have already uh, seen the report from the Markup Homeworld, so uh, what more is there to tell? Yeah. Well, yeah, thank you for joining us again. Thank you, yeah. You to you. Can't remember. Oh, yeah, this still isn't the episode that you actually picked for the season, is it? No, it's not. Uh, it's coming in weeks, I think. Yes, it's uh, last but one. Oh, okay. Yeah, can you remind us where we can find you online? You can find my blog at babylonlurker.net slash blog. You can find me in the Facebook group and on Twitter as at babylonlurker. Yeah, cool. Great. Well, that is all we have for this week, folks. Yeah, we'll be back for Divided Loyalties. And until next time, goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. Happy holidays. Look for us on the web in iTunes and on Stitcher Radio. Also, downbelowpodcast.com, facebook.com slash group slash downbelowpodcast, and twitter.com slash downbelowcast.